You know the best part about doing a podcast? It's the fact that you can basically do whatever the fuck you want. You're in the doghouse. I think we made Randy fucking suffer enough through some EDM shit. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. And on Facebook for the time being, Dennis M. Roy over there. You can hit me up on Messenger if you want to. Or if you have not gotten any of the uh, spreadsheets for the Super Bowl, I don't know what to tell you. There's only one more fucking day. I'm recording this Saturday night. Uh, during uh, UFC where Molly McCann 
uh, got beat, you fucking bitch. I swear to God, I'm sorry. I don't usually say shit like that. What am I kidding? I do say that in my private time. I call men bitches as well. But any which way, we have a Super Bowl that we have to get ready for. Uh, DFS style, showdown slate. Oh, man. Why couldn't this just be a two-game contest? But it can't. It can't. So we have to do it the way that they want us to. So we're going to keep it really simple in here. Uh, we're going to go basically just through the write-up, uh, the players that I'm interested in using, um, and the guys that uh, I did have a question today, and it was actually a really good one of who I would utilize in possibly in the MVP spot or captain spot. And that's more important probably... Um, in terms of pricing and stuff, it's more important actually over on DK than it is on FanDuel. Not to say that it's not important on FanDuel, it's just that you can put anybody you want in that MVP spot on FanDuel, and it's not going to hurt you based on salary. It'll hurt you in salary over on DK because you have to pay one and a half times the price to get one and a half times the score. So... I'm going to take a drink. I am drinking my Mango Lemonade Trulies. Yes, yes. I don't give a shit. You say whatever the fuck you want. You're the assholes listening to this fucking podcast, so who's the dork? Who's the bigger dork, huh? Hmm? 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 I think it's you. I do think it's you. Starting at the quarterbacks, both quarterbacks are available. Patrick Mahomes, 16500 on FanDuel, 12000 over on DK, uh, he is the top-priced quarterback uh, player, actually, on the board. Uh, just going to lay it out straight. I'm getting tired of hearing about the Tampa Bay pass rush. Tampa is fifth in pass defense DVOA, 14th in points allowed to the quarterback position. The thing is, this is Kansas City, and they don't really give a shit who you are. They are going to throw and throw and throw. And when they're not throwing, they're going to throw some more. So I get that. He is not only the highest-priced quarterback, but he's the highest-priced player on the board this week. But that also means he should come in a little lower utilized than Tom Brady, who is being focused on as a salary saver. You can fit both QBs on DK, but I probably wouldn't do it. Uh, I would rather roster Mahomes before Brady, but I don't believe you have to force him in. Um, the tables, we went through the tables for the last four games. Uh, he's been pretty consistent now. He hasn't hit the 300-point uh, threshold, uh, which we would like to have on DK to hit bonus. Uh, but he is the guy that's you know consistently getting the touchdowns. Um, <clears throat> Tom Brady, on the other hand, here we go. 15000 on FanDuel, 10000 on DK. So you do see the value saving on there, especially over on DK. Fifth, uh, second on FanDuel, and he is fourth highest price player. Over on DK there. Chiefs are 16th in pass defense, DVOA, 21st in points allowed to the quarterback position. Brady is cheaper in salary from Patrick Mahomes, which is going to drive up the usership, and I get it. The only reason why I would pay up for Mahomes instead of Brady is because even though he hasn't been running, there's always that threat to run, which is a huge advantage for Mahomes versus Brady. I don't hate Tom in this matchup, though, and you're going to have to roster at least one of them. Uh if using Ryan Suck, we're going to get to Ryan Suckup down in the kickers, right? So if using Ryan Suckup as a kicker for value, though, you may want to pay up for Patrick. 
um, and it will help you to get up to Patrick Mahomes. So uh, definitely keep that in consideration. I do. I have uh, Kansas City winning in the game. Um, both offenses are going to be throwing a ton. Okay. Um, so either or whichever way you want to go, it, it probably doesn't matter. The only thing that I would probably say for DK for MVP, um, you could use Mahomes, you could use uh, Brady in the MVP spot over on FanDuel all you want. Um, generally, you're going to want to use a skill position player in the in those MVP spots over there. So I'm going to pass. For me, I'm going to pass on the quarterback in the MVP spots, but I will utilize them as the regular flex players. Uh, but Tom Brady is kind of interesting just because he is actually lower priced than, say, um, uh, 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 Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Uh, so you will say there if you want the higher price, you know, use a higher priced um, player in that spot. Shift into running back. I am not listing one running back for Kansas City. I'm just not. Okay. The only guys that I'm looking at, is, and pretty much everybody is looking at, is on the Tampa Bay side. You have Ronald Jones who comes in at eight thousand on FanDuel and twenty two hundred over on DK. Good for thirteenth. And 24th. So he's an incredibly mispriced uh, place over on DK, which is going to make him super popular. Uh, Leonard Fournette, 12,500 over on FanDuel and 7,800 over on DK. Good for fifth and seventh there. Uh, Leonard Fournette is actually the, the better play, um, especially if you're taking a position that Tampa is going to be playing from behind. Leonard Fournette is the pass catching running back, okay? So that's where we're starting. Uh, now, if I read the actual thing here, it's Ronald Jones is interesting because his salary is so low. He is healthy, and he will have the same chance for success as Fournette on the ground. Like I mentioned on the podcast about Rojo, is that his only real chance for huge success has to come early when it forces Tampa to ride the hot hand, and they also ha- have to not fall far behind because he hasn't been involved in the passing game. I have some interest, but I am proceeding with caution because this could be the biggest trap in DK showdown history. Kind of exaggerating, but you get what I'm saying, right? I have way more interest in Leonard Fournette, and let's be honest, that the proof is in the production. The Chiefs are also 31st in DVOA for both uh, rush defense and against the running back in the passing game, while 23rd in points allowed to the position. Looking back through the game logs as far back as the Kansas City game in Week 12, the RB in the passing attack has had the most success in the matchup. So while I may have a share of Jones, I will be extremely heavy, or heavier, I should say, with Fournette. Oh, and I forgot all this bullshit talk about CEH for the Chiefs being quote-unquote contrarian is ridiculous, and I cannot wait for him, Daryl Williams, and even Le'Veon Bell to cannibalize each other and kill lineups. That's my feeling. The only running backs that have gotten the job done are the running backs that have, are that are either elite, like Dalvin Cook, and Alvin Kamara. Not a lot of running backs get the job done against the Tampa Bay Bucks defense. And if you're going to tell me that CEH is going to get the job done, or Daryl Williams, or even Le'Veon Bell, who's come out and said 
that he came to Kansas City so he didn't have to really get a lot of work, you're out of your fucking mind. You're out of your fucking mind. The reason why I am really going towards Leonard Fournette is, uh, you know, like I said, if you look back, it's always a pass-catching running back. TJ Yeldon last, uh, in the last game, the AFC Conference Championship, was killing them in the passing game. Killing them. Josh Allen could have thrown to him for the whole rest of the fucking second half, and they never would have been able to stop him. So if T.J. Yeldon is able to do that, then Leonard Fournette can do more. So is it possible that there could be a cheap touchdown in there? Sure, but CEH hasn't shown anything for goal line work, you know, outside of the last game he got. He, that's the first time he scored, like, a goal line touchdown in, like, five or six weeks. Darrell Williams will probably be the guy I would assume would be most involved in the passing game because of his pass blocking. But I don't think they're going to, he's going to get very far. You know what I mean? Like three receptions for like eight yards, something like that. So even on DK, he'd be like 3.8. And if you're trying to tell me that CEH is going to eat in there because of the contrarian, he gets 3.8 or even gets like 5.8 then you've spent way too much money for that position and you've probably killed your entire lineup. So I'm staying away. Staying away. Listen, you're going to have to get cute, right? You're going to have to get cute somewhere, but I don't think it's that running back. I think you just say, fuck it. You just take, you just take Fournette and kind of run. But like I said, I will have some Ronald Jones. If Ronald Jones does happen to go off, then he's the guy I'm putting in my captain spot. It's just what it is. He's going to be going my captain spot, my MVP spot, if he's going to go off. Now you can use him for cheap value. You can use him for cheap value, but a lot of people are going to do it. That's why I'm tending to try and stay away from it. But I mean, if you're going to do it, why not just put him in your MVP spot and just pay up everywhere else for your flexes? Because you're banking on Ronald Jones taking over that backfield. And if you're using Ronald Jones, then you might as well not even use Tom Brady as your quarterback. You might as well just go Patrick Mahomes on the other side because you're assuming that Ronald Jones is just going off and Brady's not having to really throw. It's just my feeling. Just my feeling. Wide receivers, we got Tyreek Hill, of course, 14,000 over on FanDuel, uh, 10,400 over on DK. Good for fourth and good for third. Buccaneers are 6th in DVOA versus the wide receiver 1, 18th in points allowed to the wide receiver position overall. We all know what happened back in Week 12 against the Bucs, but expect a different defensive setup for the Super Bowl. Expect a ton of focus from the safety position, which means constant shading to whatever side of the field that Hill lines up on. Does that mean they can shut him down? Not at all. Does that mean that his stats could be somewhat neutered compared to what we have seen the last two weeks of the playoffs? Absolutely. I would expect Hill to get his fair share of targets, but I am shading towards not only Kelsey at tight end, but other wide receivers who as well will have more one-on-one coverage with the secondary. That is not to say that he can't get the job done, but I will have a smaller share of Hill than most folks. Keep your ass covered and have a a share of Hill, but I don't believe you have to have him in your captain slash MVP spot. 
So I'm not going to put him up there. I'm not. He's not going to be my high-end guy. But like I said, I would like to have my, my buck covered. I will play five on each site. I will have at least one share of Tyreek Hill. And that's going to probably be where I don't have Kelsey. I don't know if I'm playing both. Because I'm going to try and have Mahomes in my lineup. So to pay up for all three is going to be a real pain in the ass. We went over this. We tried it. Real pain in the ass. Okay? So Tyreek Hill, probably not in my MVP spot. But if you wanted to do it, if you want to put him up there, I mean, FanDuel, you can do you can do it very easily, and you'd be fine. Um, DK, it'd be like putting it'd be almost like putting Mahomes in there. Um, we'll get down to Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, of course, is going to be a little bit higher price, but um, I would probably, in my honest opinion, I'd probably prefer to put Kelsey in my MVP spot over Tyreek Hill because I think you're going to see a shitload of Tyreek Hill MVP. And I think the only way to win this, if you want to try to outright, you know, the half a percent chance of outright winning it, it's going to come without Hill being as your MVP. Just my thought and feeling. All right, we move to the Tampa side. Chris Godwin, he's my favorite of all the Buccaneers wide receivers. Um, 12,000 on FanDuel and 8,800 over on DK. Good for sixth and good for fifth. Uh, while everyone is looking towards Evans, who I do like, that has left Godwin a little a little less talked about this week. Still talked about just a little less. Godwin is a target machine for these wide receivers and faces a Chiefs defense as 13th in DVOA versus wide receiver two, fourth in points allowed to the wide receiver position. The Bucs are expected to shift between 11 and 12 personnel with a focus more on 12 personnel, which will utilize two tight ends and two wide receivers. Uh, so that's going to mean primarily Evans and Godwin, right, on the outsides. Godwin would be on... Uh, 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 Traverius Ward, Brashad Breeland will be on Mike Evans. Uh, Godwin, Evans, and Brown will rotate time in the slot, so my focus was more on the matchups between all the wide receivers against each cornerback. A lot has been made about these Chiefs cornerbacks as they have been rather good this season, but Godwin will have a 15.5% advantage over Traverius Ward when he lines up on the right side of the offense based on the on their, the PFF rate of uh, ratings that's the pro football focus ratings the only thing that can stop godwin in this matchup is going to be godwin himself so as long as he doesn't have the drops he should be really good to go i mean really fucking good to go now the only thing is is, you know mike evans mike evans has been more trustworthy for touchdowns versus godwin so what i'm looking for for godwin is to is to finally secure that touchdown that he hasn't had in the last two weeks. That's what I want. If he gets that, he's going to go off. I like the price on him. I love the salary. He is definitely in line for, in my opinion, uh, MVP spot. And Mike Evans is as well. 
he's next on the list because they're both right about the same price. So it's whatever your feeling is between Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, those would be your top MVP uh, from the higher end of the uh, 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 Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay side. 11500 for Mike Evans on FanDuel, 8400 over on DK. So you get a little bit of a value off of Chris Godwin. Um, and I think that's what's really been attracting people to him. Seventh uh, on FanDuel, six on DK. Um, just because I'm high on Godwin doesn't mean I don't have some love for Evans. Big Mike is the red zone target that Brady beats off to. <laughs> I'm not even saying that one correctly. Big Mike is the red zone target that Brady beats off to each week to the tune of 15 TDs and 19 games played this season. Lots of those coming within five yards of the goal line. Talked about that during the Packer game. Uh, as much as folks have given Godwin grief for his drops the past few weeks, the same can be said for Evans as well. He is more of the downfield threat for Tom Brady, so I will have some shares, but I'm not big on pairing both him and Godwin. Pick one or the other for your lineups with my heavier lean on Godwin. And I'm talking heavier lean. Like um, if you're running if you're running ten lineups, I would have six Godwin and four uh, Mike Edwin, uh, Mike Evans. And I might even say actually say seven Godwin and three Mike Evans. That's just to be completely fair. The reason being is if I'm going to pair him with another wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's probably going to be Antonio Brown. 9,500 over on FanDuel, 6,200 on DK, good for ninth across the board. Okay, so Brown has been listed as questionable, but he has practiced in full the last three days, so he should be good to go on, on Sunday. Uh, still, check, I checked it again this week on later this uh, tonight on Saturday. He is still good to go. He is really a wild card for this Bucks offense as he will probably eat into several players' targets and will definitely dig into player snap shares. Uh, namely, we're talking like Scotty Miller, uh, Tyler Johnson. The two guys, those two guys, definitely are off the board. He crossed them off the list. Uh, the real question is how. Much time will he get on the field with the Bucks using their two tight end sets a bit more during the playoffs? Um, Antonio Brown is the highest-rated Buccaneers wide receiver, so he'll have a better advantage on all Kansas City cornerbacks. He's going to be on the outside and inside. So I will have a couple of A-B shares on Sunday because not a lot of people are focusing on him this week. Uh, he's great for mid-range value. A lot of people are looking, you know, as that second-type player, they're looking for... Uh, Gronk and Cameron Brait. So he's kind of my pivot off of those two. Um, we're going to see what happens. Uh, let's see what my feelings are going to be here on uh, Sunday. Sammy Watkins is next. 7,500 on FanDuel, 4,200 over on DK. Oh, Antonio Brown is an MV, is a MVP uh, uh, candidate, by the way. So... Sammy Watkins, 14th on FanDuel, 17th on DK. Sammy has been practicing this week, fully on Friday, so I'm sure I'm quite sure he's going to be ready to go on Sunday. Uh, looks like he is all good to go. I'm not really high on Watkins, but I like but I like Demarcus Robinson less. And and Demarcus Robinson Robinson has been a guy that I personally like uh, since he has been primarily used as a blocker late in the season. I will have a share for value, but I really am not loving the play as I like the next wide receiver listed so much more. If Sammy happens to sit, I would shift to Byron Pringle in that situation and not D-Rob. 
So if something happens, you know, Sammy Watkins, all of, it's, all of a sudden it's, it's, uh, it's not suiting up. Uh, Byron Pringle would really be the pivot for Sammy Watkins um, if you didn't want to use my next guy, um, who I think we all know it, who it is. And that would be McCole Hardman. 7,500 on FanDuel, 5,600 over on DK. Good for 14th across the board. We saw it against the Saints and Packers that the Buccaneers cannot handle speed receivers. This is why a lot of people still like Tyreek Hill, correct? So both Traquan Smith and MVS destroyed the secondary, including the cornerback I love to hate, Carlton Davis, down the field. He has an advantage over both Davis and Murphy Bunting, so as long as he stays away from Jamel Dean, he should have a good day. I will have a ton of Hardman this Sunday, and spoiler, if you look at the defense section, you'll find another key data point. And that has to do with the return game. So let's just cover that one right now. We'll skip over the defenses before we go back. And that is the Kansas City Chiefs defense slash special teams, 2,600 over on DK. Uh, you can't play them over on FanDuel. Uh, good for 23rd overall. This is straight, simple. This is dangerous because this is separating special teams from the overall defense, correct? Now, they have a good pass rush. We do know that they're going to give up points, so you're going to lose a little bit of pointage here. But this is something that I said in here where you have to pair up with a lineup that has McCole Hardman because you need to double down on this. Okay, there's a play here, but it's one that I may only run one share of. The Kansas City Special Teams unit is 17th in DVOA if you isolate it from the defense, while Tampa Bay is 26th in DVOA. The weighted DVOA, which puts more emphasis on the recent games played, moves Kansas City up to 11th in DVOA, while Tampa Bay remains at 26. That is huge. So if you happen to utilize the play, you benefit more if you're also rostering McCole Hardman. Even Byron Pringle gets in there, but this is mainly focused with McCole Hardman. Okay, Pringle is more of a Hail Mary play, and I'm not going to roster him, okay? this I think they're going to use McCole Hardman on both kickoffs and punt returns. So this is a huge, huge play. This is what will get you off of Ronald Jones. Okay. The way you benefit even more off of this is if you're going to do that, let's say you pair it with McCole Hardman, right? McCole Hardman and Kansas City's defense slash special teams. Who are you going to put in your MVP spot? you will put Hardman in your MVP spot because he scores a touchdown on the special teams. It's not just six. That is nine points. And you're not going to lose those points like if you put a defense in your MVP slash captain spot. So I'm telling you right now, if you use that play with the special teams, and I'm telling you this, it's fucking going to make you just sit there and sweat it. But there is opportunity there. 
And if Hardman gets one, it's going to be fantastic. If he happens to get a fucking receiving touchdown with it, and you double and you one and a half X that, oh my God. What if he returns two? I'm just saying. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm just saying. Tight ends. Here we go. Travis Kelsey. 14,500 on FanDuel. 11,000 over on DK. Good for third and second. How can you not like Kelsey in this matchup? Bucks are 25th in DVOA versus tight end. 23rd in points allowed to the position. If using a quarterback in your lineup, you will have to make the choice between Kelsey and Hill for most lineup builds because their salaries are so high. For myself, I'm having a hard time getting away from Kelsey since most of the attention is on Tyreek Hill because he blew up on Tampa in the regular season. And even though both will have high usage this weekend, it will be Kelsey who is a little lower used than Hill and has been a touchdown machine as well, which boosts his point potential in my opinion. I love tight ends. You know I love tight ends against Tampa Bay. Tight ends, speed receivers. Namely, namely for the second, for the speed receivers, like a second or tertiary target guy. Okay. So, Travis Kelsey is going to be probably in 80... 70, 80% of my lineups. If I don't have Travis Kelsey, then that means I went Tyreek Hill. Okay? I think it's going to be one or the other. You're not going to to win this fading both. That's my thought on it. So you need to make your choice which one you like. Travis Kelsey already said I would put in an MVP spot. Rob Gronkowski and Cameron Brait. Rob Gronkowski, 6,500, 3,000 on DK. Uh, Good for 17th on FanDuel, 21st on DK there. Cameron Brait, 7,000 and 4,800. Good for 16th across the board. Cameron Brait's back back issue was nauseating when it happened. And I'm having trouble figuring out if Cameron Bray going in questionable is going to keep his usership down and boost Rob Gronkowski's up. There's a huge draw to Rob Gronkowski, especially on DK, because of his price. You're saving 1800 Could come in handy. Okay. The other issue is Antonio Brown playing, which he hasn't the past couple of games, right? But we have seen Cameron Brait still have success while Antonio Brown was on the field. We've talked about it. Rob Gronkowski stays in and blocks for a lot. He does go out, but primarily the last, you know, Four weeks, yeah, he's gone out. He's gotten a couple of targets, but he hasn't really done anything with them. So here we go. 
Chiefs are 14th in DVOA versus tight end, 26 in points allowed to the position. We know that Gronk has really been neutered lately because he is such a great blocker uh, that he has been kept in to help an offensive line that has seen its own share of injuries. Cameron Brait was a guy I was focused on for value, but the back injury that popped up late in the week gives me some pause. He's expected to play, still is. So I will proceed as usual. But I will have some shares of Gronk if especially if Brait is unavailable uh, because I like using tight ends against the Chiefs. Now if I'm not using if I'm not using if I'm not using Brait, I'm probably going towards shifting over towards A B. But I will have some Gronkowski shares. So you know, it sucks if you're only running five lineups. You know, I'd probably have, say, two Cameron Brait, two Antonio Browns, and a Rob Gronkowski, right? Um, we've talked about how Casey is weak across the middle, so the Bucks will have to get him involved if he's the only pass-catching tight end available. His salary is also lower than Braith, so I will utilize the savings in some lineups as well since he had a fantastic game against KC last time they played. It was a really, really good game. Uh, this is the same matchup that Dawson Knox was involved in two weeks ago, so what you really want is that TD and hopefully 10 points from the position. It will be a little more difficult with wide receiver Antonio Brown uh, playing. Uh, I said expect him back in there, but he, he will be playing. Uh, who will possibly impact the target share. What I will say is do not play both in the lineup. Do not play Rob Gronkowski and Cameron Brait. One or the other has the success. I'm, I've am i always been a Cameron Brait guy um, before Rob Gronkowski was there. Um, uh, God, I can't even remember Douchebag's name. Um, you guys know who I'm talking about, though. Uh OJ Howard, um, I always preferred Cameron Brait to OJ Howard because Cameron Brait was a better pass catcher, in my opinion, than Howard was. But, you know, OJ Howard got on the field a lot more because he was a better pass blocker. So... But like I said with Robert Gronkowski, they've been keeping him in the last few weeks um, because of the offensive line injuries. You're going to see a heavy pass rush here. So um, I'm saying, I'm just saying, it's Cameron Brake before Robert Gronkowski. Would you put him in MVP? Probably not. I don't think it would have a lot of upside. You're looking more for the You're kind of touchdown hunting with that one. So um, use it as just a regular flex. Uh, last but certainly not least, the kicker, Ryan Suckup, okay? 8,500 over on FanDuel, 3,800 over on DK, good for 11th on FanDuel, 19th on DK. It's hard to get a real read on kickers when both teams are good versus the opposing kicker, according to DVP scoring. Chiefs are third in the league against the kicker position, allowing 6.06 points per game, uh, but Suckup has been exceptionally good the last four games for the Bucks and has been heavily utilized as opposed to Harrison Bucker for the Chiefs, uh, which is why I choose him if looking for value. Am I saying that you can't use Harrison Bucker? No. But like I said on the podcast, you'll want him to outscore anyone who can get a cheap one-yard receiving TD 
and that's it. So if you st- you will want him to get at least two field goals and an extra point or two. All right, his last four games. Okay. Uh. First game, three for three on field goals, five for five on extra points. Uh, next game with four for four on field goals, one for two on the extra points, three for three on field goals, three for three on the extra points, uh, uh, one for one on field goals, and four for four on the extra points. So I think he scored like eight in the last game. But, I mean, the other ones, you're getting at least nine you're getting at least nine, twelve. You're getting anywhere from like nine to fifteen points. So Suckup has that ability. He's been very, very good, and he's kicking at home, um, where he's familiar. That is definitely an option for me. Now, I would probably not utilize him with Tom Brady. I would utilize him with Patrick Mahomes. So if you need a value guy to get Patrick Mahomes, definitely look at a kicker. A lot of people do not want to use the kickers because just for the plain simple fact, it's a fucking kicker, but they don't think about it. If your guy can get over, you know, even if you don't like Cameron Bray and Rob Gronkowski, you think that maybe they might get a touchdown and that's about it. That's a good enough reason to use Ryan Suckup instead. You want Ryan Suckup to kick field goals. You do want the game to stay relatively close, but you want him to score field goals. So if they're scoring field goals, then that means that Tom Brady's not throwing touchdowns. That means Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette are not rushing for touchdowns. I'm just saying. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. Definitely keep it in consideration and it will help you build a stronger lineup. But like I said, I don't know how much more I can really I can really tell you guys. It's it it is what it is. It's a one game slate. You guys know where to find me. You want to show me lineups, we'll go over it. But trust your guts. Trust your gut. Let's go get it. Let's go win a fucking million dollars. Fuck it. Let's go. And remember We still have podcasts for this season, even after the Super Bowl is done. We're going to try for 200. We're going to at least get to 199 before season season three starts. So have a good one. Let's win that motherfucker.